Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Thank you for joining us here on the Victor Marks Show. I'm obviously not Victor. My name is Frank Sontag. I'm sitting in for Victor for a few days. He is kind of on deployment on another mission, and I was asked to sit in. I'm a huge follower and supporter of everything that happens at ATP. I've also been in radio for a few years, so I've done this a couple times before. So I am thrilled. One of the, the, the items that I was asked to do is interview some of the behind-the-scenes people at ATP, those that are responsible for the ministry, the brainchild, if you will. And the man that I've got on the hotline right now, I have watched for a number of years. I, I know him, and I love him. He is the... Um, He's kind of the guy that keeps things and everybody in line. He's the director of security at All Things Possible Ministries. Jeff Crothers, what is happening, brother? It's good to have you on the program. Hey, Frank. So good to be here. Was super, uh, super stoked to find out that I uh, was going to get to go on air with you. Well, likewise. I, You know, I say no a lot, but when I heard, hey, would you interview Jeff Crothers? I'm like, yes, let's do this. So... <laughs> Let's jump in. So you're director yes, of security. Talk a little bit about what that means. And I know it's there's it's many layers and it's not like a one sentence answer, but to be director of security, what does that exactly represent? Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes in with that. Uh, I kind of wear multiple hats inside of the organization. One of them is the director of security. Another one that we roll around is a special assistant to the president. But in concerns to the director of security, you know, we have our training center in Colorado Springs, and I'm, I'm responsible for just maintaining good security at that facility, making sure everything's operating as it needs to be. And then anytime Mr. Marks or his family is going to be traveling, uh, I have a hand in facilitating security with them. Sometimes that's uh, us flying out to a men's event and I put together a security team that we travel and do all the security for him, almost kind of like executive protection work, you know, get him to the airport, get to the hotel. I mean, just all encompassing um, to help that event go smoothly. Now, to be in security, obviously, you have to have an expertise. You have to have experience. I want to talk a little bit about your your martial arts experience, but I got to tell you a funny story. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's from Texas. I don't want to stereotype here. I don't want to m- miss an opportunity to sit in uh, another time. I don't want to offend anybody, but this is what happened. My buddy, we'll just call him Jim. We were talking about ATP, and I mentioned you and what you did and some of your accolades. And I, I mentioned to him that you're an instructor in martial arts, and he said to me, quote, has he done any of that Krav Maga stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I did want to correct him because his heart was in the right place. So if you would, talk a little bit about Krav Maga and some of the many things you've done in martial arts. Yeah, I mean, most recently, um, yeah, through the uh, 
International Krav Maga Federation, I got certified as an instructor to teach Krav Maga. That was a, it was a 20-day certification course uh, that I took. It was incredible getting to meet different people and train under the guys that are leading those courses. So I got to do a bunch of that. And then behind that, I've been in martial arts since I was about seven. So I just turned 40. So I've been doing martial arts for a little while. And uh, not only have I been training in martial arts, but I took over Mr. Marks's first school in Vista, California, when I was 14. And pretty much from 14 until my mid-30s, I ran martial arts schools in California. I did not know that. And I, I think not only myself, but our listeners are going to find out a lot about you that we didn't know. So is that how you originally met Victor at Vista in Vista? Yes, sir. So he, he opened up a school there in Vista after he got out of the military and he did a little, he tried to do some ministry stuff in a church there and opened up a school. And my mom and dad were homeschooling my sister and I, and we were at, and this is, I mean, 35 years ago. Sure. This is back when the days when like nobody knew what homeschooling was. It wasn't the thing. I mean, it was it was so kind of the underground. But we were at a homeschooling craft fair event and the event had this guy, Victor Marks, come in with a couple of his black belts and they did a karate demonstration and then afterwards Mr. Marks spoke a little bit and I believe my parents took me uh the next day to go sign up at his martial arts school. And uh, that was pretty much when my first introduction with uh, Mr. Marks and his wife, Eileen. Mm. So before that introduction, you mentioned you started doing martial arts at seven. How did that happen? And why martial arts of all areas? Yeah, I mean, super interesting. So I'm four years old and I, I see the karate kid. <laughs> I love it. And like any four-year-old, who sees the karate kid and sure. all the stuff that Daniel got to do with Mr. Miyagi. I was like, mom, dad, I want to do karate. Hmm. And, and they did the normal parent thing. Okay, son. Sure. You know, and wait. And they waited for me to see like the next movie and tell then tell them, Oh, now I want to be a fireman. Oh, I want to be a police. Right. Like usually a four year old would kind of switch their desires as with what they're seeing. Yep. Um, but I got stuck on it. And um, my mom would call it, God got me stuck on it. Mm. But I pretty much pestered my parents for two years. Hey, I want to do karate. Hey, can I start karate? Hey, mom, I want, I want to go do martial arts. And uh, finally, after a couple of years, they were like, gosh, we got we to gotta be looking for a place for Jeff to go train. Mm. And so that's what they did. And it took about a year before we found uh, Victor Marks and his school. Now, now, safe to say there are a certain amount of young men uh, at that age that may be drawn to martial arts, and so they, they find a, a place, and they're there for a short time or a little time, and they realize, well, it's not quite what I thought. Obviously, not the case for you. So what about it stuck for you at that young age? Because it's not like you're going in there and, and necessarily – having just a lot of fun. I mean, this is a discipline. This, this is martial arts. This is about um, really learning something that has been around for 
centuries, and, and this is some serious business here. Yes. Uh, so it's really interesting. I, I was, I was obviously I was drawn to the martial arts aspect, but one of the things that I found was that it it really helped me. So I struggled a lot in school. Um, I'm ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactive disorder, and I'm 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 also dyslexic. So I had some challenges as a young man going through school, and you know, at that age, kind of school was the only thing people did, and so a lot of my value that I had in life was based around school and academics, of which I was not good at. Mm-hmm. And I got involved in martial arts. And I necessarily, I wasn't good at that either, Um, but it was kinetic. It was physical. And I I really liked the physical aspect of it, doing something with my body and training, punching, kicking. You know, it kind of, it fit with my hyperactive kind of mentality of getting out there and doing something. Uh, So that really kept me in it. Jeff Crothers is here, Director of Security at All Things Possible Ministries. This is the Victor Mark Show. My name is Frank Sontag. I'm sitting in for Victor, who is on uh, deployment, if you will, and um, grateful to sit in and interview such a man of God like Jeff Crothers. So I want to circle back to martial arts in a moment, but you mentioned your mom and you dropped the G word, God. Um, early life and even now, how is it that you are a man that we would say is um, a man of God? Did you were you raised in a home of faith? If you would share a little of that, we'd be grateful to hear. Yeah, early early life. I mean, so much early that I can't even remember. Uh, my parents. We attended a church you know, in Southern California, uh, and then we moved. And I got a little older, and we really weren't attending church. But my parents do have, they have good, uh, good moral Christian values that they raised my sister and I in. Um, and then it was after I got my black belt, I was actually just hanging out with a buddy at his house. And we ended up, he ended up going to church the next day and invited me. And I went to that church and uh, I had a fantastic time. It was junior high. And uh, I, I came back from that church and I, and I told my parents about it. And we went the next weekend, and uh, my parents still attend that same church to this day, uh, which is great. And uh, so, you know, my walk with Christ has kind of been up and down, mm-hmm. as, as uh, with a lot of people. I had what I call my away years. Actually, I got, I got saved as a, as a young man. Um, if you know anything about Victor Marx, you may know his biological dad, Karl Marx, who started a martial arts system. Well, I actually got to learn martial arts from him as well. Oh, so I did not know that either. Mr. Marx was my first instructor, oh. but then I actually learned, I continued my training under his dad, Karl Marx. And Karl Marx, Soka, as we call him, he used to take me in his little yellow Volkswagen bug. We would drive over to a church on a Tuesday night and do a class, and I can remember he'd always have his little tracks in the cassette player. And one day I asked Soka, I'm like, hey, what, what is this, you know, giving your life to Christ thing? My parents told me I did it when I was like three. 
And I said, but I don't remember doing it. And it seems like an important thing. So we pulled over, and he kind of led me through, uh, you know, the the typical give your life to Christ uh, moment. And so, uh, so I always say that was when I got saved. So I got, I got to get saved by Mr. Marx's dad in his little yellow Volkswagen bug on the side of the freeway somewhere. Wow. And uh, just an amazing, amazing time. So that, so I got saved young, but then I had about 10 years that I just fell, I fell away from the Lord. From 16 to 26, I went after the things of the world, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I went after them pretty hard. <laughs> and... Uh, and found found out that they they really did offer all the things that they were advertising they were, and uh, I ended up just in a lot of pain and in a lot of trouble, and found my way uh, back to the Lord. Actually, through you want to take a guess who? <laughs> <laughs> through, Victor, yeah. through Victor Mark. My goodness, <laughs> he actually came back to California. He was in. He he was. He had been out of state. He had started the ministry, but he came back in. Basically, came back into my life, you know, personally, one on one, and kind of uh, pulled my head out of the sand in a few areas, and kind of got me back on track, <laughs> and uh, gave me that good swift kick in the pants, mm-hmm. and uh, and pretty much from that moment, you know, from my late twenties, I, I really started to climb back, and really live my life uh, for God. Yeah. And uh, and it was difficult at first. Uh, it was it was not easy because I don't know I I had all this sin and all this shame and I'd go into church and just kind of feel like ooh like yep. kind of weird being here. Yep. Yeah. It took it took me it took me a while to just work through some stuff if you know what I mean. Yeah, and then and then the lies of Satan are so strong. The enemy just says you know, hey Jeff, quit kidding yourself. You look around, everybody's perfect here. I mean, he's such a liar. He's the father of lies. Everybody's good here, and then you're here. What are you doing? And then I imagine things like, you, know, you shouldn't be here. Don't come back. Your walk's not real. And and if that is true, I don't want to put words in your mouth. If some of that is true, it leads me to my next question, and that is how you have learned in the discipline of martial arts to be disciplined in your walk. And I know there are a lot of people listening right now don't have the level of discipline you have had. It's one thing to get your black belt when you're young, then start teaching professionally at a young age. If you could, uh, I'll, I'll lead you to both questions. So first question, talking in church, does that ring true at all? Like the enemy just starts going after you, like trying to pull you away from your new walk in Christ? Oh, my gosh, completely, 100%. I mean, just you know, thoughts in my head of what my peers are thinking of me and just sometimes churches aren't welcoming or just, yeah, it just, you're literally having arguments in your head and it it can just, it can literally drive you away from those that could actually help you in your walk with Christ. Um, And that's really what the, what the enemy tries to do at every step. Yeah, so let's speak into that, and then I I do have the question. If you're listening to Jeff Crothers right now, he's Director of Security at All Things Possible Ministries, we we hope and pray that you at least get honest in this moment. If if you can relate to anything along those lines, struggling, this idea that 
you're supposed to be ashamed or you're a fraud, reach out to us at ATP. Obviously, you can do it through the radio program, victormarks.com. That is the part of many reasons why um, we, we do what we do, and Victor does, and Jeff does, and Chaz, and everybody at ATP. We're here to tell you, Jesus is king, Satan's a liar. If ever there's a time to get right with the Lord, it's right now. And so here's the question I want to ask. Jeff, you've committed a large part of your life to a discipline in the area of martial arts that is extremely challenging, correct? Correct. If you would, in all of those years of experience with the Lord, away from the Lord, the struggle, would you talk a bit about the importance of discipline in our lives? Because it's needless to say, but I'll say it, in our culture, we kind of like comfort and security, and we're kind of, I don't want to say lazy, but we're kind of lazy, et cetera, et cetera. Talk about the importance of embracing discipline in your life. Yeah, so like you said, especially nowadays, you you rarely see someone stick with something for a long time. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. I think people can get a great amount of things from trying one thing for a, a period or a season and then moving on to something else. But with martial arts, it's very specific in the sense of there's so many aspects to it of bettering yourself because it's never about trying to beat someone else it's about self-improvement getting better each and every time that you do something or just learning how to defend yourself or protect your family better Um, and i think if we if we approached our christian walk with the mentality of there are going to be challenges there are going to be bad guys per se the enemy then they're out to get you and they have a strategy they're not dumb the bible says that they're actually wise as serpents and so they have a plan and it's very interesting when you look at the way martial arts when you set up a plan to defend yourself or defend your home it's going to be based on certain things and that's really how the enemy comes at us is the enemy watches us and stalks us and learns where our weak points on, and then they, they throw something at us, and we either stumble over it, or we don't, and then they try to come up with something else. And I think a lot of people lack the discipline because they, they lack the understanding of how real it can be, mm. how real the spiritual battle mm. is, mm that we are fighting through, whether they believe it or not. I think that is one of the huge things, because when when I'm teaching people to defend themselves, and I'm I'm teaching men how to defend their spouse against someone who's trying to stab them and kill their wife. Mm -hmm. And and that guy's going to get serious about it, because that's a real thing. I, I don't think people take their Christianity as, man, someone is coming after you with a knife. I bet people would would know more scripture and pray more if you knew that praying more and knowing scripture would would help in your defense of your walk. That's right. You, you hear what I'm saying? There? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Yeah, and, and even yeah. the idea of um, not only the in the literal realm of learning, and, and I'll ask you uh, the importance of at the very least learning some marginal self defense skills, but when you talk about the spiritual battle. 
I mean, my goodness. We, 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 what a, one of my greatest heartbreaks in my men's ministry is I sit down with men. They've been taken off the battlefield. They didn't even know they were in a battle. They don't know who the enemy is, and they say they're Christian. <laughs> and I just want to shake them, to say the least, let alone teach them, hey, God, God's got us some, some we, we can equip up here. Read Ephesians. Understand what the full armor of God means. So the idea of, of anything you want to jump off on that, just the idea of preparation, being intentional, um, and, and just share with the listeners because, Jeff, you've got decades of expertise, not only literally in martial arts, but you understand spiritual warfare too. And it starts in the spiritual realm, manifests here. And here we are, the times we're living in, let's just say, are a little challenging. Yeah, <laughs> a little challenging, yes. So I've got a great story. So one of the small groups that I was part of, uh, super awesome couple uh, that got to mentor us and we got to do life with. And anyways, the, the wife of the husband, she was um, a phenomenal gal and really in tune with spiritual warfare type stuff. But she had zero, zero self-defense training. And uh, she did one of my little self-defense courses that I hold, you know, every so often. And she really liked it. And so we did a couple more. And what she told me after a few lessons, and she learned a little bit, is that her spiritual side of things were actually stronger because she understood some of the physical self-defense side of things. Mm -hmm. And when you combined both those together, it made her a more formidable and more aware on the spiritual side. So I, in, in spiritual warfare, I think it's, it's a really good thing to understand, hey, what is the enemy capable of? What, what is their plan? And how are they going to do it? And in a martial arts way, those, that's what I'm thinking. When I'm out there in a tournament and I'm fighting someone, I'm thinking of all the ways that he's going to attack me. And then I'm thinking of all the ways that I'm going to defend against it. How am I going to be ready? And, and I think even just with a little bit of physical self-defense or Krav Maga training, it will help give someone more confidence, even on that spiritual warfare side of things. It, it's just going to come alongside them. It's going to build them up, and it's going to continue to to help them impress on and, and just continue to let them be more aware, kind of have your situational awareness, and it's going to help increase your spiritual awareness. Those are things that we have to have up and open all the time when we're walking through life. Amen. Jeff Crothers is Director of Security at All Things Possible Ministries. Brother, as I said with Chaz in another interview, I want to do part two with you soon. We've literally got about two minutes, uh, and I have so many questions and so many areas I'd like you to delve into, but in those two minutes we have as I said with Chaz, anything that God puts on your heart you want to share with our listeners here on the Victor Marks Show, we would be grateful to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Coming from my experience of going away from the Lord for 10 years and coming back, I really didn't know how to do that walk, and I didn't know how that looked. And so I kind of just kind of listened to what what are the things that Christians would do to get to know the Lord more. And, um, and a lot of those ways that I found weren't the ways that worked for me. Mm-hmm. So Christianity is not a cookie-cutter type thing. You, 
you know, I tried waking up in the morning and reading my Bible, and I just kept, I kept falling asleep reading my Bible, and I just felt more horrible. Right? I tried to pray for long periods of time, and that didn't work for me. Um, you know, some of the ideas of, like, going away into the forest and getting alone time with God kind of was okay, but everybody relates to God in a different way. Just like a father, if a father has multiple children— He's going to relate and interact with those people in a different way. Mm. So don't get down on yourself if you're struggling to find how to connect with God. I would say you keep being authentic. You come to God with a humble heart, and he will meet you there when you come to him with just with your, your thoughts, your worries. He will meet you there. Brother, that is so huge. Um, we've only got a couple of seconds left. I just want to say... Uh, it's a breath of fresh air when I hear a man of God speak with such clarity and honesty. Um, Don't get me going on pastors and pulpits that do preach a good word, but they don't share any of their stuff. And I'm like, it sounds like it's 10 steps to being a perfect Christian. That's not who Jesus is. He's a warrior. And God made us all in his image and we're all unique and different. So I'm so grateful that you got to spend a little time with us, and I do want to do part two in a short time. Jeff Crothers is Director of Security at All Things Possible Ministries. My brother, I love you. Have a blessed day, and and I look forward to having you back on the Victor Mark Show again very, very soon. Thanks, Frank. Love you too, man. Awesome. All right. This is, and I'm Frank Sontag, sitting in for the one and only Victor Marks. We thank you. By the way, reach out to us if we can serve you in any way victormarks.com and um, we pray that you stay strong in the Lord. This is the Victor Marks Show. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.